Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month program. This is Steve Anderson. No matter your practice location, obtaining and retaining a dominant position in your market and in the minds of the people in your market is always a key. Despite all the advances in technology and the internet and social media, word of mouth continues to be the most popular form of marketing in dentistry. Granted, today you have more tools to work with, but retaining that spot in your patients' minds and in your market is one of the key objectives. Today, our mentor spends her days testing methods that build practice visibility in the community. Susan Pruitt is the Director of Community Marketing for the Total Patient Service Institute. Her specialty is developing and executing programs for dental practice community engagement and marketing. Each month, Susan tests local community marketing initiatives, not only by designing them, but by going out face-to-face in the community to test them. She's in front of hundreds of patients and prospective patients out in the community each month, introducing them to specific dental practices and inviting them to become patients. Susan has a broad background in sales, marketing, elementary school teaching, and community service, which have taught her the most effective ways to introduce, engage, and invite people to be involved. Today, she's going to share with us just a few ideas how to raise the profile of your practice to be the practice in town. Susan, welcome. Thanks. Great to be here, Steve. Perhaps we could start with some common sense uh, things that you have found with community organizations. They exist in every community, no matter how big or how small, and how effectively a dental practice can get engaged and leverage those organizations. Absolutely. One of the first things that that comes to my mind is attending chamber meetings. They're very powerful in showing up, greeting people, but the most powerful thing where I've seen the benefit is when the doctor comes with me. She actually attends um, immediately after a chamber meeting. I actually stood up, introduced myself. The dentist did it as well, and it was amazing the number of people that came up to us to ask for her card. It was awesome. I just believe when you give yourself 100% committed to the chamber, you will reap benefits back. Uh, so share with us some of the things that you've done, you know, in addition to just showing up, um, other community initiatives or things you've done with chambers that have produced good results. Another thing is to offer a discount to all the chamber meetings, whether that is handing out a special coupon, coming up with something for, you know, you're giving back Smiles for Life, offering free teeth whitening, offering a special discount to all the chamber meetings, even as much as sending something out, a postcard out to all of them, and inviting them to your practice. Uh, So tell us about other community organizations and things you've done to raise the visibility of the practice through, through those organizations. Another idea is looking at your community and trying to fill what do the people in your community support. Is it football? Is it soccer? Is it lacrosse? What is the activity that you feel people are excited about in your community? For ours, needless to say, in Texas, it is football. So we have seen a great support 
looking at our current patients, where they're involved within these um, schools, for example. So choosing a high school that's close by and actually getting involved. We've gone in and we've done mouth guards. We've been a sponsor of a summer camp where we put our names on the back of a t-shirt. We actually split the cost with the football team and we, um, we were the dentist. It was awesome. They were so excited to have us. Um, doing an ad in school musicals, running um, your logo on the band trailer, um, summer camps where the school wants sponsors. But I do believe when you look at your current pa- your current patients, knowing where they're involved, and that takes asking where your patients are involved in the community. I, other community organizations give us some some other other things you've done with anything beyond chamber of commerce uh, and schools. What other things have you tested that have worked? Another thing is just treating our firemen and our policemen. Doing that regularly, about every three months, I am in front of the fire stations. I go to every single one, delivering a bucket of treats. Every single treat has our logo on it. It has a special offer card. And the response that we always get from those, from the police, the firemen, any city employees, has just been overwhelming. It also has opened our door to be a part of city health fairs. We've been invited to come and do oral cancer screenings for all the city employees. And that happened just merely by leaving treats for the firemen. Uh, You did a uh, health fair. You do a lot of health fairs in the community. Some work very well. Some are kind of a bust. There are some common denominators of making health fairs work. Share with us some insights that it comes up as a question a lot. Should I do them? Should I not do them? And if I do, what makes them effective? The number one thing that makes it effective is you love their insurance. You know the insurance that is awesome. And so that is the number one thing when we're trying to choose where to do health fairs. We try to target businesses that are close. We try to target businesses that, once again, we see patients that we already have there. And that's where we've seen get gaining new patients from going in these health fairs. So in the event that you don't take their insurance or if you get insurance questions that come up, that can always be addressed by f- staying focused on what it is that people really want and giving them the assurance that you can help them maximize their benefits and that there are other people in the community that have those same benefits that come to your practice. Uh, and you can still serve them. So uh, health fairs are always good. Share with us, uh, you had a recent health fair where you walked away with, I believe, 90 new patients. So tell us some of the things that you actually did that resulted in those those people scheduling uh, to come into the office or giving you their card. What exactly did you do? Yes, that was awesome, Steve. We went in. We actually had a big prize wheel that we gave away all kinds of things, from teeth whitening to free dental exams to, you know, your chapstick, your toothbrush, and we let them spin. It was amazing just by asking, who's your dentist? The number of people that had to look us in the face to say, I don't have a dentist. So that part was really um interesting to say, hey, we are just three miles down the road. We see patients early. We can see you during your lunch hour, and we would love to make you, um, make us your dental home. 
Got it. So it is uh, many times then it's all about exactly what you do uh, face-to-face, hand-to-hand. It's all about engagement and engaging them in the process of giving them something to do. Uh, when they're walking by, you engage them in a game or something where they could win something. In other words, you got to have something to draw them in so that you can have the conversation. Another thing that we did is we always have free teeth whitening. So we let you sign up to enter to win free teeth whitening. You would be amazed of the number of people that want to win free teeth whitening. So while they're filling out that form, I quickly look at them and I say, hey, if you're looking for a dental home, write call me at the top of your sheet. And when I get back to the office next week, I'll give you a phone call and we'll set up. I was amazed at the number of people that actually write, call me on the form. So that's just another way to engage the people while they're filling out the form. It's your chance to give an opportunity that you can actually share a little bit more about the practice. And I'll just add this little footnote since uh, all of you aren't right here with me with Susan. One of the real keys here is Susan Pruitt is one of the most engaging fun people to be around that I have ever met. I can't imagine anyone not wanting to talk to her. So being outgoing and engaging and then giving people a reason to to engage with you um, always works. So uh, thanks for the community organization, community ideas. Let's talk a little bit about Smiles for Life. We're right in the middle of the Smiles for Life campaign. Uh, It's one that we do every year. And everyone's always looking for ways to leverage the campaign to bring in new patients. Cause-related marketing is one one of the most powerful forms of marketing there is. In fact, we know that uh, compared to the competition, if people have a choice, they will, 67% of the population will choose to do business with a business that's involved in cause-related marketing over the competition. And so that's one of the purposes of Smiles for Life, as well as to do good uh, and help children all over the world. So give us some tips about what you found uh, to be effective with Smiles for Life from a marketing standpoint. You know, a lot of times we hear from offices, well, we've whitened everybody's teeth in our practice. Well, Smiles for Life was designed actually to get new people into your practice. So talk to us a little bit about some of the things you've tested that have worked with engaging new patients through Smiles for Life. I think one of the best things that you have to do is to find the charity that wants to partner with you. You know, it seems like everybody would want your money, and thank you, that's where it goes, versus those charities who really want to put it out there to the community, to all the contacts that they know. That is when you will see a win-win. I can give you an example of, um, in one of our practices, um, the charity that was referred to us that I went and met with, they were like, absolutely, we can post it on our um, Facebook page, we can post it on our web page, you can bring things by, we can hand it out, we will promote everywhere that we can to help raise the most money. And I was amazed. I created a banner ad that I sent to them that went on their homepage. And those are the kind of things where you truly know that the charity is much into getting gaining the money as we are gaining new patients as well from this. All right. So once you've you've found the right charity that's willing to help promote the campaign, so you're not just handing them a check, but they see the benefit in helping promote the campaign to help bring in new patients, then tell us what's next. What do you do after that? 
I think another key is finding that charity where your team will be excited about. And that can always be right in your own practice. We had a practice where they had a patient who um, they had lost their child, and it was a teenager. And it was a really sad situation, and he had started his own 501c, and, and he wanted to raise money. And so he was sharing this with us, and the dentist just said, hey, we would love to help in that and help and give back. Well, needless to say, not only did our entire team get behind it, but now every patient that comes in, we personally can say, this is a parent that has lost a child and we want to help raise money. I am amazed of the stories that I continue to hear from this, all in there trying to educate teenage drivers that it can make a difference, realizing that your child has the life of someone else in the car with them. Simple charity, you know, whether it's that, whether it's um, a child with diabetes, whether it's a child who's fighting cancer, autism, There are patients right in your practice, I guarantee it, that are looking for another way to help raise money for something that they have a cause for. So kind of two points of interest here. We know that in raising money, people give first to people. In other words, the person who asks them to donate, that matters. And then second, they give to a cause. So if you have a relationship with patients and you have a story behind the cause that's very personal and emotional and tied into your practice, then that just adds fuel to the fire for the whole, for the whole campaign. Uh, other, other Smiles for Life ideas? You know, I do believe when you said you have a story, another one of our offices, they actually choose the money every year for their Smiles for Life to actually give back to go to the Dominican to serve. Needless to say, that is one of those charities where the team is excited about it, as well as the patients are thrilled to be able to help send their team of dentists out to do dental work somewhere else to give back. People love to help others that share and they give back. So there's another win-win, not only for your team, but for your patients where they're behind it and they're supporting you. Whether it's a simple donation jar, we do donations jar, donation jars and when you check out. And we ask every person, even if they did not do the teeth whitening, we say, hey, would you be willing to give money to Smiles for Life? Would you be willing to help support us to go to the Dominican? Cash, you would be amazed at the cash just from the jar by asking what people are willing to give. Now, I know that you are one of the biggest proponents of fun that I know. Uh, So tell us how you inject an, an added level of fun into the whole campaign. Once again, coming up with something that your team is excited and willing to do. You know, not everybody is willing to wear a tutu. Not everybody is willing to get a pie in their face. But those teams that do step out of the box and do something a little bit different, you are amazed at the camaraderie you build within your team, as well as how many of your patients want to help you reach their goal. In one of the offices, I actually said, hey, instead of trying to say we're going to take for the next month, let's break it down and let's do it by weeks. So let's make a goal for the week. We want to try to get five, maybe it's ten patients this week to whiten their teeth, or we're going to raise $500. So we have 
one or two ways. You can either do it by getting the people to whiten their teeth or you're getting people to donate. It was amazing. Their, their goal for one week was to raise $250 for that week or five patients. So they were getting close. So they continued to say, hey, we're almost to our goal. Would, if we figured out, if everybody that came in today would give $10, we would be there. They continued to say that. By the end of the week, they had raised $750 just by asking. Simple, simple, simple. So make your patients part of your goal. Absolutely make your patient part of your goal. Let them join in on the fun. Fantastic. Uh, Let's move on and talk about how to leverage your existing patient base to get new patients. Uh, As I said when we started out, that word of mouth continues to be the best form of marketing in dentistry. Uh, People want to know what other people have to say about you. Certainly online reviews are very important, and you still want your patients to talk about you. So you've developed a very unique way to leverage existing patient relationships and encourage those in a way beyond just asking for a referral chair side. So walk us through how you leverage those new and existing patient relationships. Well, one of the things I want to start with with the new patient is that is your opportunity to wow them. If we could leave with every new patient walking out of our office being the walking billboard, you would never have to advertise again. Needless to say, ladies, you know when you find that great deal on something, what's the first thing you want to do? Tell all your girlfriends. (laughs) You want to call your (laughs) friends. So that's exactly what we want to do. We want to give them something to talk about, not only from the minute you greet them in the office, but when they leave. So we developed something where we choose four patients a month, new patients, where we show up at their place of work. And if can't find their place of work, we all will go to their home, which makes a great impression as well. We show up with a special treat that just says, thank you for being a new patient. We appreciate you. And it says, we're popping with joy with a popcorn bucket and two almond joys. Yes, that's called job security. <laughs> so... What we do is we deliver it. I can't tell you the number of people that look at me like, wow, I have never had anyone give me anything from a doctor's office. Almost like, is this for real? It's awesome. As you know, they're talking about this the moment I walk away. How do you choose the patients that you do this for? You know, that's a great question. Trying to figure out who the new patients that we really want to target Once again, we stop and we think, their insurance, do we like their insurance? Um, Are they big talkers? And maybe, is their business close to the office? That is just one example of that. That doesn't necessarily mean those are the only three criteria we go by, but those are things that we think, wow, we really want to wow this patient by choosing, you know, looking at all three of those. So it's really looking at their potential sphere of influence and saying, do these, does this particular person have a sphere of influence that might be good prospective patients for us? So where they work, who they associate with, all of those things go into the criteria. And plus, are they kind of the kind of patient that you would want more of? Do you like them? <laughs> yes, I'll share a story. Just yesterday, I was trying to deliver to a nurse, and I could not get her to return my phone calls. So all of a sudden, I thought, you know, I have tried three times. I've left her a message. I'm just going to show up at her house. When I did, 
It was amazing. She got tears in her eyes. I'm standing there with a popcorn bucket at her house, and she just said, this is the most amazing thing I've ever had. I will tell everyone about this dentist. Everywhere I go, anything I can do to help you, I want people to know what an awesome practice that this doctor has. So beyond just the thank you, then I know that you've had dozens of experiences where just that gesture then has has turned into other bigger opportunities with maybe those businesses or people they know. So tell us some of the examples of things that have come out of just showing some appreciation to your patients. You know, another simple thing we did is just choosing a patient of the month. Once again, just to show gratitude and appreciation. We show up at their place of work. We deliver, and actually, an apple pie. And on the front, it says, we appreciate you. Thank you for all you do. We write a personal handwritten note. And we just want to set ourselves apart by recognizing. I was just in um, an office yesterday, and as soon as I walked in, the security guard looked at me and said, oh, it must be somebody's birthday. And I said, no. This person was chosen as patient of the month. The quickly, the guy looked at me and said, can I have a card? So I think that's where you realize just the impression that you will make by caring about the patients where you, that come into you, see you regularly. Got it. Uh, tell us what else you do with those people in terms of asking for referrals, asking for reviews, just ha- all the different ways that you can leverage your existing patient base. You know, one of the things I've learned from asking for referrals, you know, we would hand out lots of cards when I delivered a pie or a new patient bucket. And we never saw those come back. We even said, pass them out, share them with your friends. Then I decided, you know, let's think, rethink this and let's not give out six, eight, let's just give two. So we came up with a golden ticket program. So if you are chosen in our offices as a patient of the month, we give you a golden ticket. Now, I am intentional when I deliver, and I look at them, and I say, because you were chosen as one of our patients of the month, we have given you a special golden ticket. Now, we don't just give those to everybody. This is a special offer for friends and family. Do you know anybody that might be looking for a dentist? And, of course, they look at me and say, you know, absolutely, I need to get my cousin in. Or I, some, my friend um, within the office just asked me, hey, where do you go to the dentist? Absolutely, I will totally pass those on. So I definitely think being specific by asking your current patients, do you know someone, and giving them a special ticket that they can have with them. The great thing is we've actually seen those golden tickets come back to us. So how many golden tickets would you give to any one person? We just give two and we write their name on the bottom. I have written their name and I say, hey Steve, I've written your name on the bottom of this golden ticket. So when your friends come in, you know what? You're going to receive something else in the mail. And they're looking at me like, really? I said, yes. So we actually write personal handwritten thank you notes for each referral that we get. So it sounds like less is more. In other words, it's better to give two very highly valued things to someone that have a high perceived prestige than it is to give them a stack of referral cards and tell them to tell their family and friends. In other words, you make it special so that they place a higher value on it. Absolutely. And that's exactly the same kind of thing that we're trying to do for reviews. We realize that 
nowadays, not only is it word of mouth, you might have referred a great dentist to me, but I just think I'm going to go online and just check, is that doctor really as great as Steve is telling me that he is? And when you do that, you need great reviews. You need your Google reviews. You need your Yelp reviews. So we have to be intentional about asking for that as well. So we've actually created a card where we're handing our patients to do in the office while they're still in the chair, asking them if they would be willing to do a Google review or if they would be willing to go on Yelp, whichever one they are. And if they say, no, I'm not really interested, of course we thank them and we say, hey, do you do Facebook? You can always review us on Facebook. Just another way to ask for reviews. Now, I know that one of the things that you train the teams on is to look at patients in terms of their sphere of influence, their existing patients. In other words, as they get to know them, uh, to understand where they work, what community groups they're involved in, what clubs they're involved in. You've trained them to kind of have that radar on the top of their head so that when when they then find somebody, they have somebody in their chair that has a particular area of interest, whether it's a bridge club or a dance team or whatever it is, then what's the next step? What do you do next? Well, I think the biggest thing is trying to realize we talked about all the things that they're insurance, big talkers. Maybe they're none of those. Remember, every single person that sits in your chair has a sphere of influence. Maybe they are that really super quiet person and you would think, oh, they would never ask for anyone. However, they know people. So, for example, you mentioned Bridge. Let's say someone was saying, oh, yes, I'm on my way to Bridge. Look at them and say, hey, could I send a bag of toothbrushes back to share with all the ladies at your Bridge table? Yes, once again, just a simple way. Trying to figure out where our patients are going. What are they doing? Hey, they're going to field day. You say, gosh, we would love to supply water bottles. Anything like that that we can find out a little bit more about where our patients are involved. I guarantee you they're involved in a church. Maybe they're involved in PTO. Maybe they're involved in extra activities. Try to figure out exactly where our patients are to realize your patient can influence others. So you're taking a personal interest in those individuals beyond their teeth. Absolutely. Let me give you an example about a personal um, interest. We actually, in one of our practices, had a student who got a baseball scholarship. And the practice said, hey, we want to do balloons and actually have him come here. I looked at him and said, no, I want to take that to the high school. So we got a cookie cake. We put his name on it. And I showed up on a Thursday afternoon, probably about 1 o'clock. I did not know if the student was going to be there or not. I walked in the office. There happened to be six people, adults, standing in the office looking at me like why I was trying to see this guy. They were all so impressed that I was bringing him a cookie cake for congratulations for his exciting news of a baseball scholarship. Needless to say, he was not there, which actually worked to our favor. So they said they would make sure in the morning that they would call him down to the office. I asked one request. Would you promise me you would take a picture? And they assured me yes. The next morning, about 8.15, on my cell phone, his picture popped up up, and the... Um, front desk lady said, with a lot of coercion, I finally got him to take a picture. It was awesome. I also knew that he had to carry that cookie cake around all day long talking about the Louisville dentist. You couldn't ask for better advertisement than that. Now, in addition to that, I know that 
you train everybody to take a personal interest and kind of keep their ears attuned to any special life situations going on with patients so you can pay them a little extra attention. Tell us about that. You know what, Steve, you're absolutely right. Life happens, and when your team cares about your patients, it will make all the difference in the world. I can give you actually a couple different examples. One, we have a patient who had cancer and was going through um, chemotherapy, and they called me and said, hey, do you think you could drop a bowl of soup by? Absolutely. I went by, got fresh bread, left it in a bag. They all had signed the card and left it at their door. Another time, we have had patients that have passed away, and the teams called and said, hey, we really would like to do something for this family. You know, we can call the florist, and it would cost $65, and they deliver it. And I said, no, let me go pick up something. So I went and picked up a beautiful plant. I hand-delivered it, and the lady stood on the front door and just cried that this doctor and this team would do this and would care that much. It's about really taking a personal interest in the people that you really serve beyond just the service that you're there being paid to do. One of the things, Susan, that I find really interesting as a just a, a reminder and a point of interest, we have gone through an era in the last 20 years where the speed of technological inv- advancement has been mind-boggling. Uh, with the advent of the internet and the deluge of information and all of the the explosion of apps that you can get today, uh, there's virtually almost nothing that you can't uh, automate. What I find interesting about technology is as we went through a period there of high tech, and then the technology circled right back around to be high touch. Social media, in other words, the technology now is is designing bringing us right back to the place where we're trying to get back in touch with each other. And it's fascinating to me that every time we go through a high-tech explosion, then we have this rebound effect of high-touch. Social media is, is, continues to grow at an exponential rate. People want to be involved in the lives of the people that they know. So along those lines, with all these things you've done, tell us how you've leveraged social media uh, to spread the word of mouth and all these things that you're doing. Well, one of the things we talk about with Facebook is taking pictures. So when I'm out delivering the pies, delivering the new patients, I am taking pictures saying, can we post this on Facebook? And while they're holding that pie, they also are holding one of the signs that I've made that says, I love and the name of the practice. So another great marketing tool. And I asked them, hey, would you be willing to post this on your page and tag us? Or we post it on our page and we can also um, send it to them as well. That's just another example. Another thing about Facebook that I've watched Some of the most response we get are from the silliest things. Our team just last week did CPR training, and they all took pictures, and they posted it, and the comments that they got from their patients that they were taking CPR. Another um, office posted somebody's birthday and a picture of a cake, and everybody wanted to comment because it was one of the office staff. It was one of their 
birthday. So they were so excited. So thinking of the simple things that you can do, once again, as you're saying, to engage your patients, um, asking them, hey, what is the best summer vacation you've ever been on? Get a chance for them to comment. That is where you're going to let them know you want to be a part of their life and they're going to do the same back and forth. One of the key things that I've learned from you that's just a, it's, it's amazing how many little, little details make a big difference. So one of the things I've noticed that you do when you deliver something to someone, you don't just take a picture to post on the practice website, but you take a picture with their phone so they can post it on their Facebook page and their social media. Yes, Steve, that kind of happened by chance. One of the days I showed up and I didn't have my phone, so I looked at the lady and I said, hey, do you happen to have a phone? And she said, yes. And she took the picture and I realized that was the ticket. When they take the picture with their phone and they post it, that can make all the difference in the world. So then that goes out to their whole contact base, everybody they're involved with in their social media, which is what you want. You you want that more than you want it on your office Facebook well, page. Well, the other thing it's doing is making their friends look at you like, oh, wow, that looks like a really neat dentist. Let me read what they're doing. And just one more click. And the next thing you know, they're on your Facebook page and reading even more about all the great things you're doing. One other little nuance Best day of the week to deliver a treat to someone's place of work. Yes, this was also by experience. We all know what Mondays can be like. Mm, Business, a lot to do, a lot of work. Think about what happens on Friday. Everyone is excited. So the different response that you get when you walk into an office on a Monday versus a Friday by any day of the week totally choose Friday to treat your patients. So that brings us to another topic. Now, every time that I introduce you to dentists that we know in the Crown Council and other places and they hear about what you're doing, everyone wants to hire you to do the same thing for their practice. And uh, you, you run the whole uh, incubator to develop all these ideas and a lot of these ideas then get passed on to our total practice support clients at the Total Patient Service Institute. But you also share these ideas with a large number of teams. Every year we do the Dental Digital Marketing Conference where you share these ideas so that other teams can do the same thing. Uh, For example, uh, you found Friday is the best day to deliver. Well, a lot of practices don't see patients on Friday. So it would be very easy for a team member who wants a few extra hours of work on a Friday could do exactly what you're doing without disrupting the regular flow of the practice. I do know practices that actually have asked their entire team to take their new patients. If they have 20 new patients, they divide those up and they divide them and the team has the opportunity during that time to get those new patients delivered where they're actually showing up at someone's work or someone's home. You got it. So it really, everything that we've talked about today is part of an overall strategy to raise your visibility in the community. But it starts with the relationships you already have, your new patients that are already coming in, your existing patients, going out, getting involved in community organizations, leveraging the relationships that your patients have with organizations they're involved in, just looking for all of those uh, different opportunities you have. But it's all part of a, a, a larger overall strategy that has to do with your website, 
your social media strategy, uh, what you're doing with your existing patients, how you ask for reviews, how you ask for referrals, and how you engage in the whole community. So each year, as I mentioned, uh, we do a kind of a strategic update in the form of the Dental Digital Marketing Conference that will be coming up uh, in April of next year. And uh, included with this recording is information on that conference. Uh, we consider it kind of annual, an annual update that every practice should engage in to keep their marketing approach fresh, explore new ideas, update their strategy so that they can maintain their position as being the practice in town. Susan, thanks for being with us today. Uh, if you had one last parting mentor suggestion for uh, any Crown Council practice that wanted to gain and maintain the position of being the practice in town, what would be your parting words of wisdom? Steve, I would definitely say build the relationships with your patients. That is what's going to make all the difference in the world where you know your patients and you're meeting them where they are by writing a personal note, delivering a special treat, giving a hug, whatever it is that's going to set you apart from the guy down the street. Susan, thanks for being our mentor this month and thanks for all your great ideas. Thanks. It was great. Thanks, Steve. <laughs>